Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. My guest today on the podcast is Riley from Below Deck, <laughs> who, by the way, thinks I'm a bitch, apparently. <laughs> I think everybody's a bitch, including myself. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women are just bitches. When are you going to understand? If um, we didn't have to deal with the men, then we'd probably be better off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I read this quote the other day that said, behind a slut or a bitch, there's always a guy who made her this way. Well, you can't be a slut unless you're sleeping with somebody. And usually that's, well, for me, it's a guy. <laughs> well, yeah, same. It wasn't a very inclusive quote, but you know what I'm saying. Um, right. So why did you think I was a bitch, Riley? Um, I, well, I, I was actually entertained. I heard, um, you know, Courtney and I are friends. And so yeah. I listened to the podcast she did with you. And she actually reached out to me prior to it um, airing and said, she talked to you and she thought it'd be funny if, if I spoke to you. And I think it's probably because she knows we maybe have pretty strong personalities and maybe there was something to instigate there. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think you have a strong personality and, and, you know, if it comes across, uh, Kate comes across bitchy, you know, people think I'm a bitch. I think, I don't think it's a bad quality. I think you're just very blunt. <laughs> no, I know, but I agree with you. And I also think that behind the bitch that behind a bitch, there's always like a very, st- like it's more of a wall to protect yourself. Yeah. I'm of course like a defense mechanism. I'm sure. hundred percent. So it hides, you know, some deep, rooted weaknesses that nobody will know except for ourselves. Um, I've, I've really just kind of um, come into the realization this year that I feel like I give off this uh, perception that I'm trying to portray, you know, like whether it's, uh, you know, I'm tough or I'm vulnerable or whatever. I think I'm doing that, but obviously with people's reactions, that's not the case. So I feel like, you know, yeah, we have these defense mechanisms where we we're hiding something and maybe you know, not knowingly do it. Before we get into the episode, I always do the tip of the week because I want, because this is such a self-centered, hateful podcast that I kind of do want the listeners to take something away from the episode. So this is like my Mother Teresa moment in the episode. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Um, well, I travel often, um, and I'm in a van currently that I've outfitted to live out of. And, um, because of that, like I have to have a lot of life hacks. And I think one really important one, which I encounter daily is, is, you know, a good wipe, (laughs) not only for your face, but your nether regions. (laughs) So like butt wipes. So I was actually going to ask you, like, be more specific. Do you mean facial wipes, butt wipes, underarm wipes? Like, is there one that fits all? I kind of want more details about the situation. You know, I hate buying more than one of the same thing, whether it's a face wipe. Like if there's wipes, those wipes are kind of all inclusive, unless they're like furniture cleaning. Right. I have, I have those as well, but like, I, I'm a, I'm horrible at this because I bought face wipes, nice Neutrogena face wipes that are pretty expensive, but I use them for my for your butt. Other parts as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm if they're gentle enough for the face, they're probably right. gentle enough for the butthole. Um, my tip of the week is way more first world problems than yours because <laughs> I am who I am and nothing's going to change me. Unlike you, who uses face wipes, you could not pay me to use a face wipe because I believe that they are just so terrible for the skin. They're full of alcohol. And I invest a lot in my skincare because I'm a Jewish girl who's 31, who's single, and I now have to compete with 23-year-old bitches. So I take my face very seriously. So my tip of the week is a screen protector. You know, these glass screen protectors for your phone. And this brand is called Save Your Pretty Face. So it basically blocks blue light, which protects your eyes, but it also protects your skin because the UV lights that you you get from your phone are also bad for the skin and my phone is always next to my face. So here's a little tip for everyone. If you want to compete with 23-year-old bitches, you can start with a phone screen protector. You don't actually have to buy a fucking cream to do it. There you go. (laughs) Now that I've done my good deed for the day, Riley, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I have so many questions for you. Some questions you're going to love, some questions you're going to hate. I'm okay with all of it. So am I. You, you know what? If there's any hateful questions you want to ask me, feel free. 
sharing. I mean, as long as we can be honest with with each other, I have no problem. (laughs) We are definitely going to be honest with each other. I can't remember most of the names of the cast members from Below Deck because I think that a lot of them were very forgettable. Um, I remember your name, of course. Um, I remember Captain Lee. I remember Kate. I remember Courtney. I don't remember the guys. And I remember well, they're not, Yeah, they're not they're not memorable in any good way. <laughs> no, I find them just very not memorable. You are kind of known for your rocky relationship with this dude. Is his name Ashton or am I confusing uh-huh. all the different season? I think I'm kind of known for my rocky relationship with everybody on deck. <laughs> I feel like you got on with the girls though. Yeah, I do. And actually, I mean, I there's I get along with the guys sometimes too, but obviously making a reality show is about highlighting the dramatic portions. So of course yeah. they're gonna show, you know, the the spicy stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. But what surprised me is, you know, for me when I see you and when I hear you speak, you come across as more of like a guy's girl. You know, you look you like traveling, you're very like low maintenance and you're quite like and you you know, you fish and do all those things. And so it's kind of surprising to me that you were more of a girl's girl than a guy's girl. Why do you think that happened? I think and this kind of goes into what I was saying a little earlier. I've really like come into this realization is that I think I give off this vibe, right? Or I or I act a certain way and I feel like I'm portrayed and portrayed myself honestly, but like when it comes to dating or, or dealing with guys, I mean, I am a guy's girl in that I never really had issues with getting along with guys um, or girls for that matter. But I do think that guys, you know, like a masculine energy, unless you are another male, they don't, it kind of clashes when you're, when you're female that has a a masculine energy and I confused by you. Yeah, I do have that. And I, I'm competitive and I'm tough and I want to, you know, have, I want to have this energy that matches theirs because it's, it's um, motivating for me. And, yeah. you know, I enjoy manual labor and things like that. And I think it's just something, like you said, it's they're confused by. Guys are dumb. <laughs> I mean, no, but so am I apparently, because I'm also confused by it. Because, you know, when you, when you think of people, you like to label people and put them in boxes. That's how we cope with life, really. We put things in boxes. And to me, you know, with your career and your, um, what, not enthusiasm, what was it? Not enthusiasm. Sorry, I lose my words sometimes. I'm French speaking. So it's kind of a, an issue for me, the whole English thing. No one knows, but it is. Um, you have a lot of ambition, which is kind of a very stereotypical masculine thing to have. And you like, you know, um, what did you say? Labor? Yeah. Manual like I labor. Love manual labor. You yeah. like manual labor. And so to me, I put you in the box of like tomboy, guys, girl. And then speaking to you now, you have such female energy. I feel like I'm talking to just one of the girls. So it is a bit confused. Like even I'm confused by it. So I can see how like a guy with way less brain cells than I do is probably even more confused by it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to do differently other than, you know, continue to be myself and hopefully, you know, I mean, if people don't accept that or, or respect that, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not like we have to have any continued relationship. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And to be honest, like I also have, you know, conflicted relationships with men because I am very ambitious and I'm extremely highly feminine in all aspects of everything, including my level of superficiality. But, um, I, but you know, I am very ambitious and I'm very assertive and that is usually something that is quite masculine energy so I feel like I meet guys and they see like I'm a petite blonde girl who like obviously is like put together and looks after herself and I don't enjoy manual labor but then sometimes the energy that I give off is quite intimidating and people get confused by me and what happens with me and for example men is that I never get a straightforward like I don't know where I stand because people are confused by me all the time um so you know, same as you. You don't like me. Fuck you. Um, let's talk about fuck you for a sec because that is how we connected on Instagram. Yeah, Riley, how do you say fuck you in Thailand? Thailand. Oh God, I don't. I don't remember, but I think it's basically fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got the joke, but like, yeah. so in Thailand you'd say fuck you, but in Thai, in Thai, how do you say fuck you in Thai? I don't remember. Like fuck off at dinner. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't know how many other ways I need to communicate it. <laughs> but 
forget the language. Know. We don't fucking know. But fuck him. He was he really, really bugged me. I, I felt for him sometimes where he really bugged me. I kind of want to talk there's so many things I want to talk about. Okay. Numero uno. I want to know how you got involved with the whole below deck situation because obviously super yachts was not originally your area of expertise. So I kind of want to know how you ended up working on a super yacht. Was it for the show? Did they bring you on because of your different background and thought it would be like a nice addition to the cast? Yeah, I think when casting reached out, it was because, I mean, I'm obviously in the maritime field, but I, you know, I did bring something different and unique to the table. We don't really have a lot of yachts that show up in Alaska and usually our boats are made of aluminum. So, (laughs) um, I had never, never worked on a yacht, obviously, but I mean, the danger and the, you know, the working aspect still there. It's just a matter of you're kind of dealing with a bit more of a pretentious crowd and maybe not always the guest, it's the crew. (laughs) Do you think that the crew sometimes is almost as pretentious as the guests? I never had an issue with any guests. In fact, I actually just chatted with uh, Charlie, who was one, Charlie Walters is one of the guests that showed up, you know, a few times on the show. Um, He, he, it's always been a great time. I think the crew, you know, obviously, I don't know if it's South Africans, um, if all of them, I obviously don't want to like generalize and, and, and state something I'm not completely aware of, but all the South African males I've met, they're pretty much, um, of the impression that women are to be seen and not heard. And that's <laughs> kind of like Ashton's whole viewpoint with me. And so, yeah, I think that they have a, a very uppity and, and snobby, you know, holier than thou attitude. And, and I, you know, you're doing the same thing that I'm doing. It's, it really is kind of a glorified server and maid position. I mean, I don't disagree with that with people. We're yeah. there to cater to the guests. You know, within the crew, yeah. there's like ranks and there's this whole like power struggle with like who's more important and who's responsible. Yeah. And then that creates more of like a snobby atmosphere than probably someone who's just expecting to be served. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, we obviously have ranks on, on our boats, you know, I mean, there's captain, there's deckhand, there's greenhorns, there's all that stuff, but I don't ever approach that situation where I'm like, I'm higher up than you. So I'm, you're going to, you're going to bow down. You're going to respect me no matter what. Like it it literally comes down to how you treat people. And if I'm being treated poorly, in my opinion, then I'm going to have a problem with that person, you know, and I'll try to address it. And maybe I don't address it right the first time, but yeah, I think, you know, rank is a huge concept on a yacht, which I think they get more entangled up in that than they realize, you know, the crux of the whole picture. It's, you know, right. it's create an amazing experience for everybody. Yeah, exactly. The bigger picture is just get the job done. It doesn't matter who's, right. you know, even the captain was like, I'll give my guests the room. Like, who cares if I'm captain? I'll, right. give, I'll give up my captain quarters. And yeah, it's all about you know, coming together to make sure that everyone has a good experience and looking at the smaller details, like whose rank is more important or whatever. It's just like bullshit. Um, I, I kind of agreed with you on that. So this is my question for you. The dynamic of the super yacht in that specific situation didn't really, wasn't wasn't what you liked. It's not like a work environment that that you liked. Um, maybe because of the people, maybe because of the dynamic. Can you kind of give me a bit of um, an explanation of what the dynamic is like on your boats in Alaska? Was it that much different? Was the vibe different? Was it a people thing? Was it just explain to me a bit the difference of atmosphere in the workplace? I think it's it's obviously personality, you know, with with who you are working with. I mean, I've I, like I said, I've never really had that issue in a working environment or or like anything that I can really think of where I, I clashed so much. Um, but you know, I mean, on my boat, like we, it's not about you know, I wouldn't ask a deck can to do something I wouldn't do. And usually I'm on deck. Like I, I love being out there mingling with the clients. I like getting my hands dirty. I like the whole, the whole reason I got into fishing was because I enjoyed all of it. And I think with, I mean, it, we don't consider rank all the time. Like, yeah, there's sometimes you have to pull it, but that's in dire situations. It's not in everyday work environment, which is what I dealt with on the yacht, you know, and, and on my boat, we'd actively go out and drink willingly together. Whereas, you know, on below deck, 
you had to show up because you signed a contract, but there was everywhere else I wanted to be besides drinking with some of these people, you know, after charter. And and most importantly, that could have been sleep. (laughs) Did you also feel like the fact that everything was obviously filmed and created for a storyline kind of added to the pressure and the tension and maybe the tension wouldn't have been as bad if you guys weren't filming? I definitely think like Ashton, for sure, he he would show out in front of the camera. Um, I feel there's a lot of those personalities that would do that. Um, I, I actually thought I'd be very uncomfortable and probably, you know, uh, reserved in, in what I wanted to portray on the camera. But, but in all honesty, it kind of went out the window when I showed up. I mean, we were there to also work. And, and, and that was what I was focused on. And then of course, when other things happened, it was like my reaction versus, Oh God, I don't want to look this way on TV. I mean, I don't want to look a bad way on TV, but that didn't go to the forefront of my mind. Whereas you were just being authentic. I was. Yeah. And I think that, and I always will be, but I think there are people that, you know, like to put on a show and, or act or seem like they're better and, and, you know, or whatever the case may be. And, and definitely like, that was something that a lot of my coworkers, I feel like right. did. I I'm talking to you now and I see someone who's very rational and obviously you have to be, this is an interview situation, although you really don't need to be on my podcast. Let me just tell you, but, you know, I see someone who's rational, who's, you know, have, has a good head on her shoulders. So that makes me think there's something behind the scenes that was not shown on camera. Like the way that you were treated by Ashton, I don't think we got the full story because you really looked like you were very, very bothered by the way he was treating you. But what was shown was not, was it, he was annoying. Right. But I, I don't see, I don't understand how it was to the point where you literally could not work with each other. So what are some of yeah. the things you think we maybe were not shown as viewers of the show? I mean, you know, this is something that really was bothersome for me because obviously in, in my first season, you know, Ashton Ross and I were all in agreement that Chandler wasn't managing us very well. And, um, it was beside, you know, the arguments I'd had with Chandler, it was, you know, the way he was conducting our roles and positions on deck and and how he handled that. So arguments aside, we all had the same agreement and then, you know, and I didn't know this when we were filming, but obviously I can pick up on vibes. I'm not an idiot. You know, you can pick up if somebody is, you know, acting or doing or making a face or laughing about, you know, at your expense, you can tell. Yeah. And that started to happen. And, you know, when Ash and I would talk about it, even after filming, you know, in between sets and we'd have to show up for, you know, green screen or we'd have to show up for, um, you know, the after show stuff or watch what happens yeah. live. Like, Ash and I would come together and talk and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't want to have this tension, you know? And, and I mean, there's no reason we can't get along. We'd have these heart to heart talks and it was like a light switch flipped, you know, the minute it, the cameras came out with him, I actually, I was driving for a while and I had listened to a podcast that was saved on my phone and it was, it was Ashton and Ross and you could just go back and listen to how arrogant Ashton is. And that's the whole putting on a front for others. You know, it's like, he's two faced and I just, I, I don't appreciate that. And it happened a lot. Uh, You know, he'd try to finger me every night. We'd go out drinking, you know, I mean, granted he's drunk, but then, Oh my God, he's, he's a fucking hornball. Um, yeah, but he would try to finger everybody. So no, I know, like but I like, I, did you not hear on my podcast with Courtney where I was like, he, I feel like he's projecting some sexual tension onto Riley and she, she wasn't like really like answering the question, but you basically answered my question. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, uh, and sometimes when I was drunk, like I, I would, I mean, I'm, I'm a sexual being too. And when you're drunk, you don't make the best decisions. I never, um, permitted anything like that, but I was not like Kate was where she was visibly, you know, get off me, don't touch me. But I also didn't feel like I was encouraging because of our whole demeanor on deck. It was just a very odd uh, display of, you know, emotions with Ashton. And, And it was one end of the spectrum or the other with me. Right. That, okay. So I have to go into this. So there is a part of you that was attracted to him. 
Um, I mean, initially when you see, when you come on board and you see, you know, a good looking group of people, you know, obviously you're going to, you're, you're going to think that, but no, as I got to know him and work with him, he, he makes me sick. I mean, he's so into himself and so egotistical that that's a, a huge turn off. Turn off, yeah. And he, and he smokes. I'm not a smoker, so. But like when you're, doctors. but when you're drunk, there is, there is an attraction oh. there. But your standards. When I'm drunk, I, when I'm drunk, I'm not in charge. <laughs> 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 when I'm drunk, Quasimodo could be there and I'd be like, cool, whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm an attention whore. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously it's nice to know like people think you look good or they want to show you affection. So it's like it's hard yeah. to turn that away. So he never fingered you. I mean, <laughs> I am, but tried. like tried. But he never did it. No, 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 no. Nothing gonna- ever in sexual happened between he and I. I mean, he it was I mean, you see for the most part it, but I mean, there is, well, one instance in the pool last season, he, he tried very hard and I, I was very surprised the camera crew didn't pick up on that. <laughs> wow. And you turned yeah. him down at that time as well. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so fucking crazy. So, you know, they don't really show any kind of romantic interest with you on, you know, this season, last season, can't remember when that was. I was I was watching recently. Um, was yeah. there anything with you happening, like any love interest? Or I kind I want to know what you're like when you're flirting with someone when you're in a relationship. To me, you're very intriguing. Like I actually fucking loved watching you on the show. Didn't agree with everything you did, but we'll get into that. But I just thought you were such good TV, and I actually thought you were a very hard worker as well. You could tell. So what? You weren't attracted to anyone? Nothing ever happened with any of the crew members? No, you know, I honestly, I mean, Tanner was, Tanner's the tall fucking dipshit. Um, he Literally is so dumb. goof, yeah. He is so fucking dumb. He's a dumb. yeah. Oh my God. And he's just a drunken idiot, like so sloppy. I was kind of disappointed in Kate for like wanting to hook up with her, but I know she was just, she was a sexual being. It wasn't because she was really attracted to him. She just yeah. wanted it, you know, but, um, at first I kind of, I mean, obviously I thought Brian was hot. <laughs> oh yeah. He's the only one where I'm like, okay, yeah. we have something to talk about, but like, yeah, yeah. no, he's good looking. And he, he's also one that like, you know, he, it's like, it, he's like Ross where they'll say and do something to your face, but then behind your back, they're boys club, you know? And that's yeah. to me is like, I don't, I don't appreciate that, you know? And, yeah. um, but no, and I, I thought Kevin was funny and, and humor's attractive to me. And so sometimes I'd be like, Oh, you know what? Like I kind of, I kind of, I kind of dig Kevin and then he'd fucking be an asshole. So it's just, you know, it, it didn't work out for me this season. <laughs> what are you and like? I'm in no, it's fine. You better be alone than in bad company. It's a French saying oh, yeah. that I tried to make happen in English and it didn't really happen. But anyway, um, what, what what was your longest relationship? Like, what are you like in a relationship? Because you're always traveling. How do you even maintain a relationship? I know, I know. And I'm realizing too that that's a, an issue that guys find. Because <laughs> I I'm 35 and I, I want to have a relationship with someone where I'm sharing my life experiences and vice versa and, and grow old together. Um, but yeah, traveling makes it difficult and I feel like I'm being flexible and that I am, you know, not bound to one area. But again, that's something I think guys find a little intimidating. Like maybe they're unsure of, and it's like, I have to sit there and spell it out. Like, no, I will move across country for you if it fits right. You know, like I don't mind yeah. diving headfirst into what could be a, an amazing relationship. And then of course, yeah. some, yeah, or every time I've been burned, but it's, it's something I'm not afraid of. I don't let, you know, I don't let distance or anything like that define a relationship for me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I'm still single. <laughs> so am I, my friend. Fuck this shit. I don't shit. know why. Like we're beautiful. We're smart. We're, we're fucking we're, sick. Yeah, we're I'm fucking not. sick females. Like, I'm really sorry. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Guys, where you at? Like that literally yeah. though. I don't love myself. We all have insecurities, but right. really? Like, have I you know. seen the bitches out there and their boyfriends? Like, we're better than them. I'm really sorry. I honestly, I cannot... I can't grasp it. I really don't. And I'm not trying to say like I'm better than anybody, but I've seen the ex or my exes with people there are now. And it's like, what? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like if I have to, yeah, I'm 
I'm not gonna, I can't physically dumb myself down to like make a guy feel superior. I want a guy who's strong and can handle me and can like feed off my energy and vice versa. So it's like a partnership. I don't know where guys are at. Yeah, I thought there'd be like more manly men in Alaska. I thought there'd be like manly men in Montana. You know, I'm like thinking like rugged, all this. I'm trying different, I'm trying to even like, I don't know think outside the box and maybe not get so caught up on looks and height and things like that, but it doesn't work. It's so fucking hard not being shallow. I'm sure you've heard my podcast episode with Courtney. I tried not to be shallow and it doesn't work. I'm really sorry. And it doesn't mean that, okay, I need a Brad Pitt. Obviously that gets you through the door. Oh my gosh, one second. One second. Someone's knocking on my door. I'm so sorry. But it's just, there needs to be some attraction there. And when you kind of try to make yourself be attracted to someone, it's never going to fucking work. So like, don't even bother. But about what you were saying, when you said, you know, I'm always traveling and because traveling is not a big deal for me, it's not a big deal for me to move for someone or to relocate because of someone. I a hundred percent feel that because I've always kind of been in between places. I think you can hear it in my accent as well. I was in LA for five years now. I'm back in London. I've always been between places. And for me, the traveling is not really the issue. So people get intimidated by someone who travels a lot because they think that your goal in life is to travel, but the actual relocating is not the end goal. You're just relocating because you get bored and you want excitement. But if some one person can bring you that excitement in your daily life and your daily routine, staying in one place would not be so bad. No. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I've done that. I felt like I compromised a lot in my engagement and, you know, I never saw myself staying in Florida and I go back every off season and I tried to make that work. And it was, you know, it's, it's not, it's who you're with, you know, versus where you are. And I mean, and granted for me, like, obviously I I like the sea and I'm a a mountain lover and I like cooler weather. And so, I mean, I I gravitate more to that. I would love that. It's something I would have to consider with somebody, but with them, not for them or, or, you know, excluding them. I mean, I just, it's so ridiculous because even on dating sites, you know, people like their first thing guys are like, Oh, you know, I'm travel enthusiasts, passports. It's just, I hate that because you're not, you just have a job. No, you have a job, you're bored. So when you need a bit of excitement, you go on like a two day trip in the mountains as a fucking tourist, but that does not mean you're Mm -hmm. a fucking traveler. It does not. For the gram. (laughs) It is for the gram. It's so fucking, all these poses. I mean, I'm not really on dating sites, but all these fucking poses really bug me, by the way. Like, oh, I'm such a traveler. You don't even own a passport. You literally went to Venice Beach and surfed for two minutes. Like, it really I can't handle it. And I can't handle like, you know, I mean, that's the thing too. Like even with dating sites, like I'll, I don't care how good they look, you know, if there's pictures of them with females in there, whether it's your fucking sister or your grandmother, I don't give a fuck who it is. This is a dating site. You know, I don't want to see how many good looking girls you can take a picture with. I don't want to see everything as selfies. selfies. Yeah. Oh my God. Like show me you doing something. You know, and then don't not write something in the bio, like fucking appeal to something. Like, what are you looking for? If not, what do you to, bring like, to the table? I don't understand. I hate fucking dating. What what <laughs> dating sites are you using? <laughs> oh, I'm on like Bumble and Hinge. I mean, Hinge that's is it, a good but- Hinge is a, is the one that I would. You know, I, I'm not on dating apps because I have like a pride issue and I think I'm like above it, which is horrible to admit. <laughs> I just feel, I know it sounds horrible to admit, but I'm the only one that will say it out loud. You know, some people who are like, I don't like dating apps. No, I have that complex where I think I'm like, if I go on a dating app, it makes me like desperate and cheap. So I'm Aww. just too proud to be on a dating app. AKA I'm not meeting anyone, which is fucking stupid, but well, especially during COVID, like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to get out and meet? And then if I'm traveling, like how, you know, it's, I, I don't know, like I would love to have people used to hit on me at the grocery store, but maybe it's because I don't 
go to the grocery store. <laughs> or maybe because you wear a mask. No one can see your face when you're yeah, wearing a mask. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I, I don't feel, I feel like it's no different than meeting somebody out and about. You just have a better screening process. It's true. And like the, I think with Hinge, my friends use it, the answering the questions thing. It, it it shows you a bit of personality. It gives you a little bit more than yeah. just like the fucking gym selfie and how many friends you have and how many beer pongs right. tournaments you won with the bros. Do you know what I mean? Because like when I oh, see yeah. that, I'm such a fucking bitch. When I see an American that looks bro-y, I'm like canceled. No, thank you. Like I, I'm such a fucking snob. It's actually a problem. I, what's your type? <laughs> I don't know that I have one. I've always, I've dated older. Um, I... I don't, I mean, I've always dated guys that are in shape and, you know, I mean, like in great shape, um, which is probably horrible for me. So I don't go to the gym. <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't know. I always feel really shitty about myself, like having sex. I'm like, oh God, but I am um, the insecurities. Right. And so I, I don't know. I mean, my type is just like, you got to love family. I don't want a smoker. I don't want somebody that's like, you know, face tats and you know and, and you know I don't know I mean you have to be active you have to be you want tall a good and- guy it just sounds like you yeah. want a good guy is that too much to man. ask people yeah a, yeah a, a man oh I need an um, alpha I can't I, I need an alpha I'm really sorry no and I do too because I you know I need to be told no I need to be told no in a respectful way but I need to be told no every now and then and I don't want to walk all over some guy because I'll definitely take advantage of somebody if they let me this entire sentence, I'm going to save this as the main clip, is my favorite thing you've said this whole interview. I want to be told no. I want to be told no in a respectful way. And literally the exact same thing. I think when you're an assertive woman, it's so much harder for you to find someone because you intimidate the guys that you actually want to attract because you don't want... With people like us, for example, you don't want the loud life of the party because there's no room for two two Rileys and two Deannas. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There there is not. So what you want is you want the guy that is so confident that he doesn't need to be a Riley or a Deanna because I feel like we're similar now. I feel like we're just best friends. That's cool. I have issues. (laughs) 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 But we're sisters now. It's cool. Okay. It's It's all good. But like, do you know what I mean? And so you need the guy that's so confident that he can check you, but not in an obnoxious, like, look right. at me way. Those guys that are chill, that are more understated, but very confident, they kind of get thrown off by people like us because they're like, maybe she just needs more. No, I don't fucking need more. I need you. I need you to step it up. Okay. Am right. I projecting onto this interview? Maybe a little <laughs> bit. But- <laughs> Talk to me about your dating life. <laughs> yeah. What? Like- <laughs> How is this that is for you? <laughs> this is Riley's interview, people. But you know what? My dating life fucking sucks. I just needed to put it out there. <laughs> We're, hey, listen, Hinge, Bumble. I mean, we should be like the face of that, so that people like understand. We are what you want. We are what you want. We are what you've been looking for. Need. I mean, really, really. We are what I, you I need. Think, but I, I think it does go back to the, like, is honestly, I think. You know, a masculine energy doesn't want to date a masculine energy. You know what I mean? There, yeah. it's 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 just they want got it's pride and it's ego. And you know, I have yeah. a lot of it too. And I have to learn. I well, I don't know. I don't know if I have to, but I think one thing I need to do differently is learn how to tame it. And you know, and do you know what you need to I, learn? I more feminine. <laughs> It's not about being more feminine. Don't change who you are. And you're feminine enough. I get all the feminine vibes from you. You need to learn to be more vulnerable, which is, we're similar like that. People tell me that all the time. Like, I literally think that I'm being a desperate, needy, like, psycho. And people are like, have you given this guy a compliment? I'm like, no. Have you said any nice things to him? No. Have you told him how you felt? No. I feel like you might have the same thing. Yeah. You know, Kate, actually, I was dating this guy this last year and Kate, it was so funny. I talked to her and she was dating somebody too. We were going through similar issues and she's like, you are a self-sabotager. Yes. And it was so funny. even like his sister was like, did you not recognize that he called you during his favorite pastime in the middle of nowhere on a satellite phone? And you, ha- you were like, why don't you call me when you have better service? And I was like, oh, fuck. 
you know, like I didn't think about that kind of stuff. Like I don't, I'm, I'm more blunt to the point. Like, fuck, here I am getting another phone call where it's just going to cut out. Like why the fuck even bother calling me? Instead, I should have been like, you saw the negative. I did. I'm a self-sabotager. Kate was right. So am I. (laughs) It's actually a problem. You know what? When COVID is done, I can't believe I just said COVID because I literally cannot hear that word anymore. I'm going to be sick in my mouth. We'll go out together. (laughs) Yeah. Although I think we need to establish some guidelines as to (laughs) who's going to be, you know, the the life of the party or I mean, we both can, but we got to tame each other down. No, no, no. Yeah. We have to like kind of um, allocate different roles to each other because otherwise it'll just be too much. We do. Yeah. It'll be really (laughs) fun. I want to go back to Ashton a little bit because I'm still intrigued about the situation. And now you've told me the finger in things and my brain is going in so many different directions and I don't know where to, to focus. You know, I there was one thing where I kind of disagreed with you and I don't mean to say I disagree with you, you're wrong because my life is in shambles. So like no one should ever take any advice or anything from me whatsoever. But, you know, when I like watching someone, it's because I can relate to them. So I liked watching you because I can relate to you. Um, And I did feel like sometimes when you expressed your frustrations to Ashton, it did come across sometimes obnoxious and like you were just trying to tell him off. But I also know, you know, I interview Bravo celebrities, all the Bravo celebrities, Bravo celebrities or whatever people. (laughs) But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's such an awkward thing to say to someone that you're having like a great conversation with. Like, you're a celebrity, but like, I guess you are. Um, But, you know, I interview Bravo cast members all the time and I know how this shit works and I know we don't see everything. So did they Mm -hmm. kind of pick apart the points where you had reached your limit and you just, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of went at him, but they didn't show how annoying he was or did you just could not bear him and you were like, fuck this shit? They showed a lot more of his true personality, obviously this uh, this latest season and season seven. And, you know, a lot of fans were um, vocal on Twitter and all that that were like, you know, how dare Bravo let this happen and not step in like with the Kate in the van and hitting the window incident. Um, But I honestly appreciate that Bravo producers didn't step in and stop that kind of behavior because it's no different than the behavior he expressed in season six. Um, he is, he, he, and I, I thought he and I were very much a lot alike and that we are opinionated and we are, you know, we want to be right. We want to be the leader. We want to, you know, we want to be the assertive one. And yeah. yeah, I mean, there were plenty of times where, again, they were highlighting the dramatic portions of things like with Ross, for example, in season six, they showed me saying I got it like five times and blowing up it and, you know, putting finger in his face, but they didn't show 30 minutes prior of him being like, Riley, set down that 20 pound chair so that the guys can come and help you, you know? And it's like, get the fuck out of my face. Like I, I yeah. lift fish bigger than your fucking ass. Like yeah. don't patronize me. And, it, but it was like, it would start even this last season. I did try to approach Ashton in a very, I was like, I got to be calm in how I talked to him about it. There was like a multitude of things that happened that day, um, with the fishing trip and where Kate told me he was trying to get me fired. And, and I was like, I got to just talk to him. You know, we agreed to talk to each other about any issues we had so that we can resolve it. And that didn't fucking work. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, they, Bravo does edit, obviously, and, and editing is very magical, but I tried different approaches many times. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not saying I, I'm the bigger person or anything like that, yeah. but, you know, cause I would ultimately get heated and I'd be like, fine, fuck off. Because it's just like a matter of, you know, yeah. I don't give a fuck if you like, if you can't hear me out, then fuck you. Yeah, I meant in the professional aspect. So I feel like, you know, when you guys were getting drunk and like, obviously they showed that side to him, but they didn't show that side of him in a professional capacity. So in the workplace, I know he's an asshole and I literally fucking hated him. But the reactions that we saw in you know the professional environment was you getting heated and not him and him just going to Captain Lee like a fucking pussy, which... Right. You never see any of the females like run and tattle on anybody, which is so funny. Except for Malia Um, on Below Deck Med. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. uh, Yeah. She she needs to (laughs) fucking stop. I had high hopes for her. So did I. I had high hopes. I was like, she's so professional this season. Oh wait, you're an asshole. Yeah. I thought she was going to be great. I was 
like, oh my God, you know, she's got great leadership qualities and she knows what she's doing, but she acted very, um, closed off to her crew. I thought too, cause she was trying to keep separate and yeah. The, and then she acted like a baby running and tattletailing. It just and then drove me she, nuts. She tried to put a distance between her and her crew members, but then tried to act like captain Sandy's little, you know, sidekick. And it's like, no, you should be yeah. closer to your crew and not closer to the captain. It's fucking weird. I, I thought that was weird, but yeah. yeah. So I mean, a, don't be two faced, you know? Yeah. She fucking sucks. But th- this is, I, I, I saw quite like, you know, she's obviously not as obnoxious, but I saw similarities with her and Ashton where he was kind of trying to sabotage people behind their backs. And I didn't like that. But so this is where I disagreed with you. I thought that you reacted too much in the workplace, but I don't know what he did to get you to that point. The only thing I can do is say I disagree with it because I'm, I'm a bit more vicious right. than you. So I am like, yeah, I'm very reactive and I'm very honest, but I'm also a vicious bitch. So like I would probably have kept quiet and done something really arsehole not go to the captain, but I would like I would have fucked him over. Like the the the, the fishing trip that you guys took, I would have taken that as an mm-hmm. opportunity to literally get him grilled. And it, you got burnt. How did that happen? What, yeah. what was what did they not show us? Um, you know, well, I want to address something real quick. Like I I obviously I'm reactionary, and that's something I have been practicing is to be less reactionary, be a little bit more patient um, in mm-hmm. my response and with others. And for for that reason alone, that's why you see a lot of my reactionary responses. But, you know, you can see a little bit in how Ashton's demeanor is and how he's, you know, standing over me and condescending. And and he laughs and he jokes and he talks shit about me behind my back. And it's like, again, it's a vibe that you don't miss yeah. on on deck. I mean, it's, it's an environment that you're in and, and small yeah. quarters. So, I pick up on that shit. And, and if he I, knows I, that it's triggering to you and he keeps doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but okay. So as far as the fishing trip goes, I actually, like he told me at 11 o'clock the night before. Um, and obviously this is his time to shine as, you know, like the season prior, everybody thought it was jackass move of Chandler not to put me in charge of the fishing trip, which it was. I mean, I was the only professional fisherman on board. Um, but what happens in an instant like that with an activity and filming, um, I was told at 11 o'clock the night before I actually went up and I looked at the charts with captain Lee and I was like, where, you know, I, I don't fish in Thailand. I don't fucking know anything about it. You know, I don't know what fish are there. I don't have service on the boat to like Google, you know, anything like that. And so it's, it, it was something I was a little nervous about. Um, but I did go and look at charts with captain Lee, not once, was there any talk about this place being off limits or, you know, vice versa, like whatever it was, it was charts were there. And, and as far as we could see, that was where I wanted to go. I, we can't, we don't have enough time to troll. We don't really have enough time to fish at all. They get production gives you 40 minutes. Right. Um, and that's from the time you leave the boat to fish and then get back. So really that's no, you know, and this was leaving at like 9am when, you know, you, fishing is a morning idea. <laughs> like you leave at 6am, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we didn't know, um, that where we were headed was off limits. And right. all I said, you know, Ashton wanted to drive the boat. He wanted to be there. I said, he's like, you're in charge. I said, great. I said, I'm, I want some structure. I said, so in the essence of time, take me to that spot over there where there's structure, you know, rocks and cliffs and all that. And I'm thinking we'll jig a little bit for some, you know, whatever's there because the rest of Thailand is barren. (laughs) It's like you can see down and see the sandy bottom floor and jellyfish and that's it. You know, there wasn't a lot of fishery going on, um, where we were anyway. And so, yeah. So, and then production, called us and told us they got a call about being in, in, you know, illegal fishing grounds. And that's when we left, but Ashton, you know, to be like, Oh, she's a professional. She should have known better. There was no way that you could have known you went to your captain. You did look it up and there was no other way to find out when you're on a boat and you have limited access to that information. He, to say something, I'm so glad that people react the way they did, because I felt like, I felt like a lot of instances, I'm like, there's no way people are going to see this as my fault. You know, the Kevin paleo scenario, there's no way people are going to see it as 
me having an issue, they're going to look at it and how it was. And, and honestly, like they didn't with the paleo issue, but with this fishing incident, a lot of people were really on my side. Like he, they just don't like assholes, you know? And I was on your side because to me, it just looked like it was not the right place for it. I mean, it doesn't take, it's not rocket science. Like it, obviously it's not, there's no other boats they're fishing. It's just not the place where people go to fish, you know? Right. And to me, it just sounds like, that's what it looked like to the to me who knows nothing about you know yachting fishing boats anything i know nothing about that that life and the allocated time that we were given there's no way like where we were and it, you know i think you even said that there's not and you just said it there were no boats fishing there there were no boats fishing anywhere we went in the whole season no. um and and i never and even at least in season 6 like they didn't even show when I did take clients out fishing and we caught fish. So I think it's just, it's again, highlighting the dramatic portions, but also to my own, you know, account, like I went to San Diego, I spent a grand on a charter to go shark fishing and we didn't have one bite all day, nothing. And we were on the boat for like eight hours and San Diego's known for its shark. It's got tons of tuna. And I was just like, you know, I hate this. Cause I hate that people say it like everybody thinks it's, it's so funny and they think that it, they're the first person that's ever said it to me, but every fucking charter people are like, well, that's why they don't call it catching, <laughs> you know, but it's true. Like you're not, you know, it's instead of, you know, you're not catching fish all the time. It's like, it's, it's, if you know the spots, great. You have fishing spots, but again, I've never fished in Thailand. I didn't have a Thailand GPS that said, you know, that had marked fishing spots there. I didn't fucking right. know. And we only you had were- 40 minutes and we're on a, a mega yacht, which isn't a, a, you know, it wasn't a fishing vessel. It didn't have owners. Equipment, or yeah. yeah. So like I was really limited in what I had to work with. And, um, yeah. I mean, and some of that was even bait that I had to get from the chef. Like it was, that was, uh, there was five other things that happened that day that really set, um, the tone between Ashton and I and the fishing deal. I had no idea he was even going to be like, Hey, Captain Lee, like Riley fucked up and we fish on illegal grounds. It was just, it was a going in blind DIY situation, which is what it looked like to the viewer, the, the, you know, uneducated viewer. And then he was like, she's a professional. You should have known if I'm a fucking ballerina and you don't give me point shoes, I'm not going to be able to dance the fucking ballet on the, on my tiptoes. Like, fuck yeah. you. That's what it yeah. looked like to me. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, this is my other problem. He like the show, what, how I portray myself fine, you know, that's on me. But if you try to purposely fuck up my career or you try to make it look like I don't know what I'm doing and you're, and now it's not just, it's not just a matter of opinion. You don't like me. You're fucking with me now. And that pisses me off. And I mean, I don't want to have to like, luckily fans of the show that are in the maritime industry, they've reached out, you know, they're understanding. They're not just a couch potato that is an ill-informed viewer. They're, you know, they understand, but like, Oh my God, Ashton just, he doesn't have any consideration and that's a huge issue. (laughs) Also to finish this podcast episode, he needs to stop doing the chip and debt. Like I cannot, it's It's not sexy. You're not Channing Tatum. You don't look like Channing Tatum and yeah, maybe you have muscles, but it takes a lot more to be fucking sexy. That's just what I wanted to say. He's also, cause he's shirtless all the time. And the guys that I think like spend a lot of, and, and maybe we differ here. Cause I like a hairy man and I'm assuming you like yours very well groomed and no, I don't want back hair. Um, but I, I don't d- care. I don't like if, Harry. I don't like Harry. I mean, I, I, I like a hairy man. I mean, I, I like non-hairy too, but the problem is, is like when a guy shaves, right. His chest, we'll just say his chest and it becomes so bristly. And then you've got these ingrown hairs everywhere. That's not attractive to me. That's worse than Harry for me. That's worse than Harry. It's like a guy who has too much hair product in. Why can't I just see your nice hair moving? Like it's it's overkill. Like stop shaving. It's overkill. Makes you look worse. I hope I never come across him because I've been such a bitch about him. I mean, honestly, he would try to hit on you um, and think he's the greatest thing. I mean, he. It's so crazy. Like if you even listen to his previous um, interviews with anything, even Bravo, he sounds like a 
fucking prick because that's exactly what he is. And that's why he's gone radio silent now because he, he, he is a prick. <laughs> he's disgusting. Riley, I would love for him to try to hit on me. You I would love to see that. <laughs> don't understand. I, I really wish I could tell you off the record, but we're recording now. So I feel like I just have to tell you when guys try to hit on me in an obnoxious way, I don't know why I have this like magical thing where like the bitchiest, most savage things come out of my mouth and I just don't know how to stop it. Like I can't, I, I, I just can't tell you. So like one time this guy was like, came up to me and he was like, so tell me what you think about commitment and relationships. And I look at him and I go, that doesn't involve you in any way, shape or form. So I'm not going to waste my breath. <laughs> well, huh? but you're also not, it's cle- that was clever, but you're also not into wasting yours or his time. And so I can appreciate that. Fuck my life. I live in a van. I live in a fucking van. I yeah, but you love lives. that shit. I don't love that shit. I would, uh, you know what? It would be so funny to have you on a van life. <laughs> Should we try? <laughs> Actually, Dad. Would you use a face wipe that you won't use on your face? Would you use Honestly, it on your I, ass? I'm a fucking superficial princess, but like I'd be a good sport about it and I'd go for the experience. I'd like I embrace- would find you the best shitting log of your life, right? Like you don't have to squat <laughs> and like bury your own hole. I will find you the perfect log with the perfect view and you can happily take a shit and experience it in the best way you can. I'm fucking that. Can you, can I just tell you something? I'd actually be down. Like I'm down for an experience. I like an adventure. Okay. Um, I'm going to be a fucking annoying princess about it, but I won't moan. Oh, and, like, yeah. make it- no, no, no. I'm just, I'm first world problems. I'm white girl problems, but I, yeah. I would, I would actually be a good sport about it. I'm when telling. I, when I pick up roadkill to make some of my jewelry pieces, how would you feel? <laughs> no, I think that's cool and creative. I'm down for I've that. I've always done it like every now and then usually. <laughs> no, no, that I think that's creative and it's outside the box and I'm down. I'm a weirdo. Like, I think that's cool. <laughs> I have a thing with grooming and hair and skincare and showers and smells and hair. I don't know. It's, it's just a thing. But you know the well, shitty dude- shower in the van, so you're you're good there. Um, yeah, I need like yeah. a good. I'm gonna bring my very expensive like shower gel, but I will have the shitty food and not complain, and just probably think it tastes the same as expensive food. I'm a weirdo. It would be hilarious. It would really be. Hilarious. Yeah, when COVID is over, I literally I'm gonna reach out to him and be like, Riley, if you're still <laughs> single, I'll join you on your adventures. I need a book with. Oh, hey, the good news is I'll probably still be single. <laughs> same fucking save okay like th- this f- motherfucker i mean i'm literally having lunch with my um the guy i was dating for the last year i'm having lunch with his mom today and i actually i was i thought i was being nice where i reached out and said do you think that's inappropriate and <laughs> if he was gonna say no i was gonna i was not gonna have lunch but when i met up with I my mean, ex's I'm mom gonna... we kept it a secret <laughs> you're such a you person oh my God. no i've been hanging out with his sister i'm like and i and like we all talk like the family and i'm like look, i didn't we didn't break up with the family <laughs> like, that's I what know. i mean just, that but that's what i mean so, it's it's such a weird time you know for dating it's it's you know you like to be courted i should be i should let somebody court me i haven't done that yet really and i and i think that Riley, if you want to be courted, maybe stay in one place for more than a couple days. It's hard to do that when you're in a van and you, you know, you need to shower and you get bored and it's like, oh God, you know, I, I want to trust me, but I'm in. No, but guys like a chase, but they don't, they don't like that much of a chase. They're like, not going to chase me going 70 down the highway. <laughs> no, no. They like like an emotional chase, like a cheeky chase. Yeah. They're not going to drive yeah. to chase you. So maybe, yeah. you know, if you connect with a guy on Hinge or Bumble that you think is like cool and fun and attractive, maybe stay for a week. Stay for a week. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> Riley, can you tell everyone where they can find you, share your socials, everything so that everyone can come say hi? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm most active on Instagram um, at the life of Riley. Um, I have a website that I sell some of my jewelry pieces and I give some blogs here and there. It's, it's really not heavily maintained, but that's the life of Riley.com. And that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.